Hello, listeners, patients, and or ClearMinds employees. Chris here. I'll keep this brief. Same as with this episode, the next one will require a bit more time to put together. Another three weeks. So, July 7th. With that out of the way, we are very proud to bring you this episode. However, please keep in mind there is a content warning for it. See the show notes for the full list. Enjoy the show. Hold on. I want you to hear later how absolutely insane you sound. Donnie, we have a lot of work to do. Put the recorder away. Not until you admit that painting this office that ugly shade of green is quite possibly the worst decision you will ever make. Look. Here, cerulean as a main color is far better. Plus, it has a calming effect. Wouldn't you agree? No, but you're getting ahead of yourself. We have plenty of work to do before we can disagree on the paint. We just barely started removing these bookshelves. If I have fought the urge to open up every book and search for a recording, you can set down the interior design magazines and help. Fine. But this isn't over, Charles. Didn't think it was. You mind handing me the hammer? Have at it. See? I helped. Just keep it down. I'm trying to read. Keep it? Uh, sure. Why not? I'm only removing built-in shelves. Did I mention there are no nails? I literally have to break them to get them off. But sure, I'll keep it down. That's all I ask. <sighs> what are you doing? trying to decide if we should have orange or yellow throw pillows for the new Chase Lounge. You wouldn't know anything about interior design, would you? You have to be better at this than Charles. Can you believe- You're destroying this office. Do you have any idea what you are doing? A much needed remodel. He does not. This is reckless, irresponsible, dangerous. They're bookshelves. I'll be fine. You can't be this stupid. Excuse me? I can't tell if you're ignorant or purposely doing this. I really can't. What are you... If this is about your fabled clues, you have searched this office many times since you first asked and turned up nothing. You're okay with this? I'm afraid I have to agree with Charles. How many times have you searched this office? It's been what, a month? 27 days to be exact, but you knew that getting this office patient-ready was always a priority. What did you think that looked like? This isn't about the damn remodel, Talbot. You know what? It's pointless to try to get through to you. I need to get to my office before it's too late. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm not the one chasing some delusion that my friend is missing. I'm not the one that can't come to terms with the clear fact that he simply didn't care to tell me he was going on vacation. He is... Long gone, Charles. Idiot. He's the idiot. Charles. What? I know that face and that tone all too well. Put the hammer down before you snap it in half. I... I'm going for a walk. I expected as much. While you're out, get me a coffee, would you? Oh, hey, Mr. Talbot. Mr. Talbot has his grumpy face on. That's just his face. Yeah, hey, what happened to the office? Oh, we're finally getting around to remodeling. Like, one of those renovating shows? I love those. Do you now? Come here, what do you think of these pillows? 
Dr. Charles Tabbitt recording for personal records. The date is August 18th, 2022. I am once again walking these halls, trying to calm down. <sighs> idiot. He called me an idiot. That shouldn't upset me. I'm not 12 yet. Okay. Logically, I understand. My short temper is likely due to work stresses and the desire to meet my own expectations about a projected timeline. The potential failure of the latter is manifesting outward, since I clearly have not dealt with it internally in a healthy way. Emotionally, on the other hand, where does he get off? F for Christ's sake, he's like a broken record. My friend is missing. There has to be clues. For a detective, he sure doesn't seem to have any cases. If it takes him this long to search dead ends, I see why no one hires him. It's not like I haven't been hospitable. I, I gave him a notebook. I let him search the office. He can look through old files, which he never puts back correctly. That's a clear violation of our deal. But do I terminate the agreement? No. Because if I did, he would just resort to breaking in. Instead, I choose to keep things professional. Because that's the smart play. Tch, idiot. He's the idiot. Plus, he always eats my snacks and gets cheese dust on the papers. For that alone, I should... What? Olive green? Really? He wants that color? Oh my god, gross. Right? Cerulean is clearly better. Oh, for sure. Also, what do you think of... This! Like, as a centerpiece for that table we were looking at? Hmm, yes, very modern. It would match nicely. As I told Charles, glass is the way to go. Dark oak is depressing. The gold in this piece might be a bit much. I suppose with the right rug. Oh! And speaking of, what did you end up using as the anchor? The what now? The anchor. You know, the red rug? Gold pattern? Ah, yes. We threw it out. Frankly, it was a bit Victorian. Not really my style. Not to mention it looked like it had been through a war. Even if we could have saved it, I wouldn't have. Okay, sure, but you replaced it with something else, right? You got a new anchor, right? Odd choice of word, anchor. I do suppose a good rug can pull a room together. Eli, that is what you mean, isn't it? Oh god. Olin, if you somehow get this, I want you to know that your replacement is a moron. Talbot, if you somehow get this, you're a moron. The rug has been removed. With it, well, Olin, you know, and Talbot, you'll find out. I'm on my way to get what I can from my office, and then I'll be out of the building. I can already hear you, old man. Telling me to protect myself first. Things can be replaced. Don't worry. Eli is fine. I told him to stay home today. I get the Talbot is new, but... Hold on. My office should... Ugh. I'm too late. I need to get back to the main office and... A dead end. Why wouldn't it be? Hello. Sorry, I, I don't mean to startle you. I'm just looking...
<laughs> that sound is rather convincing. Do you do... Uh, hey, if there's a light switch by you, uh, could you... Um, <clears throat> is that a prop? It, it, it looks uh, realistic. Uh, did you make it... Oh, Have been seven feet. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, wearing some weird animal mask. I, I <clears throat> some prank or something. The man said to himself while hunched against the door, his mind trying to rationalize his experience into something explainable. Uh, what? He called out. His eyes scanned the dark room. Searching for a person that wasn't there. That couldn't be there. But you are. You, you're talking. I, I can hear you. The man reasoned, not without intention. He hoped his response would elicit a response in return. For his true aim was to locate the mysterious voice. After that, well, he didn't get that far yet. Uh, how? <clears throat> My name is Charles. What's yours? Did the prankster get to you as well? Charles' tone was casual, but practiced. Again, his eyes looked over the tightly packed room. His ears strained to pinpoint the source. And just like that, both found their quarry. His attention fell onto a small wooden box atop an unassuming table. A speaker, perhaps? Another prank, he mused? Charles let his hand run over the object. The box was small, small enough that it could easily fit in his pocket. He lifted it, surprised by its weight. It was heavier than he thought it would be. He inspected it, turning it at every angle before being convinced the speaker must be present. He quickly found himself vexed when he couldn't find one. It was of simple construction with a small metal latch. A carved pattern was on the lid, a mixture of lines and shapes that he didn't recognize. Woven into the pattern were words, perhaps in Latin he guessed. Okay, I, I get it. Ha ha, you got me. Charles called out as he looked around the room. His motions were exaggerated. His tone was a mix of annoyance and entertainment. Ignoring the comment, Charles undid the small metal clasp and slowly opened the lid. A small jolt of energy ran up his fingers, up his arms, and nestled somewhere deep into his mind. It was disconcerting, and a bit ticklish. He brushed off the feeling, trying not to dwell on it. He looked inside. Charles expected to find clarity. Instead... He was met with an ornate brass key. He plucked it from the box. The metal was warm to the touch, and the same pulse of electricity he felt earlier ran through him in waves. 
before fading away. His critical eyes examined the key. Okay, uh, how are you doing this? Where are you? Charles asked. The small object provided an answer. I am here, in your hand. As far as to how, that is a more difficult question to answer. Suffice it to say, you will find no hidden speaker. I'm hallucinating. Of course I am. Seven foot tall guy thing, a talking key, that's just what I need. Alright, if I'm hallucinating, fine, whatever, but why? Charles asked. His mind sought for a logical answer, as it always... Okay, could you just stop? He asked, annoyed. The voice, however, didn't know what he meant, so it asked for clarification. Stop what? That, the... He said, the voice asks, Charles called out, it's weird. I obviously know I said those things, and I'm talking to a key. Charles said. (sighs) The voice sensed that Charles was annoyed, so it informed him. I can, yes. Are you giving me permission to edit this story? Am I what? I... You're my hallucination. You need my permission. Charles asked. The voice... Fine. Yes, you have my permission to edit out all the... He said, the voice said, all those dialogue descriptors. It's annoying. Understood. Edit made. So, let's figure this out. Oh, by the way, I'm talking to myself, not my hallucination, about why I'm seeing things. As far as the cause, I have no idea. I have been sleeping fine. I had plenty to eat, no family history of any disorder that could cause them. At least, none that I know of. Stress? Uh, Maybe? Or a gas leak? As Charles talked through his thoughts, he failed to hear the faint footsteps in the distance. The creature was making its way back the way it came, its animalistic eyes looking for its lost prey. What? If Charles moved quickly, but quietly, he could make it to the door. From there, the beast wouldn't see him through the windows that looked out into the hall. Yeah, on it. Okay, you clearly represent my self-preservation. That thing could be an intruder, perhaps. Either way, I should get back to the office and get help. Donahue. Yes, I'll just get to Donahue. That may prove harder than he thought. Dangers and perils awaited Charles that he could not yet understand. He would need a guide... Something that could warn him of said dangers. (laughs) Real subtle there, Key. The voice was surprised. It didn't think it was being subtle. My subconscious really needs to get a sense of humor. Uh, Don't worry, you're coming with. Not sure I would actually be able to leave you behind if I wanted. And with that, Charles slid the key into his back pocket and reached for the door.
You'll wear the floor down if you keep pacing like that. Granted, we are going to replace it nonetheless. This is bad. Like, really bad. Mr. Donahue, we have to get that rug. That old thing? I'm not sure you want it. Let's be honest, it wasn't great to start, but we threw it into a dumpster. It's a lost cause, I'm afraid. It was the anchor! The anchor! Dad, Dad always okay, said- Okay, okay. Eli, calm down. Take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. I may not understand exactly what's going on, but I take it that this rug is important, correct? Yeah, Mr. Donahue, we need that rug. All right, then. I can take you to the dumpster. After that, little one, you're on your own. If you think for a moment I'm touching that thing, you are more mad than Charles' resting face. Wait! It could be dangerous to leave the office right now. Could it? Yeah. Without that rug, we... uh, it's just not safe. Hmm. Well now, that is quite a puzzle, isn't it? It's dangerous without that rug, as you say, but just as unsafe to get it. Fine. I'll go, but you owe me. And don't you dare tell Charles about this. I'll have to burn whichever clothes touch that vile thing. Hold on! Okay, Eli, you got this? Come on, it's not that bad, it's just a walk. Mr. Donahue, I'll go first. Get behind me. If it comes to it, I'll protect you. Fascinating. Charles walked slowly forward in the empty halls. A new fear swelled up inside him. A fear of not knowing what lies around the next corner. A corner that seemed much further away than he remembered. Or, I'm walking slowly because every other light is out. What do I even call you? Hallucination B doesn't roll off the tongue. I've had many names. I'm impartial. Whatever you decide is fine. Hmm. Well, Mom always told me not to name my psychotic breaks, so he will do. Oddly specific advice. That was humor again. Am I doing it wrong? Uh, Donahue makes it look so easy. But that's... Uh, hold on. When Charles rounded the corner, he was met with a short hallway with a single door. A door that was out of place for an office building. It was thick and painted with a dull red. It reminded him of a front door to an apartment. Under the peephole hung three golden numbers. Three, zero, two. He struggled with understanding its meaning. He took a few steps back and switched his attention from the door to the hallway he had just come from. He began to ponder. Was this another hallucination? Did he take a wrong turn? Well, that couldn't be right, though, could it? After all, he took no turn save for this one. A far-off sound began to interrupt his musings. The sounds of the beast had become familiar to Charles. His hair stood on end. The creature approached from the way he came. Its silhouette becoming more defined by the moment. What? No, that's... 
It went in this direction. How can it be behind us? His questions would be left to hang in the air, for he did not have time to find their answers. Charles ran in the only direction he could. The door. He was afraid. What if he reached it, and it was locked? I wasn't, but, but I am now. Thanks for that. His hand gripped the doorknob just as he heard a loud crash behind him. The creature collided against the wall, unable to bring itself to a stop in time for the corner. Charles looked over his shoulder. Briefly, as he twisted the doorknob, it was unlocked. He pushed himself through and slammed it shut. Charles locked the deadbolt, then took a few steps back. The beast stopped just on the other side, its breathing audible. Then... It left. Charles let out a sigh of relief and his mind began to recall the specifics of the beast in more detail than before. As he had already known, it was a seven-foot-tall thing, a wall of muscle and shirtless. Its legs were covered in fur, its knees seemed somehow backwards, and instead of feet it had a large set of heavy hooves. The beast's head was not that of a man, but that of a bull. Its horns scraped off small trails of plaster as it attempted to navigate the small hallway. A primal creature, as fearsome as this, had no name, for it was violence itself. Minotaur. It's called a Minotaur. Edit. A primal creature, as fearsome as this, had but one name. Minotaur. That name filled Charles with dread. His heart pounded so hard, he could hear it. That's not mine. Charles turned his attention away from the door, and, for the first time, observed the room he found himself in. It was an apartment, small and quaint, but there was something else. A large mass a fuzzy darkness sat in the center of the room, suspended by smaller web-like strings of the same darkness. It was in the shape of a human heart, with each beat a dim red glow washed over the apartment. Charles. That's not possible. Uh, th this can't be real. This isn't real. As Charles denied what was in front of him, he failed to notice the flecks of darkness working their way up his shoes and onto his pants. Wait, what? He pulled himself away from the clinging strange substance. Charles turned and made his way to the door. His mind convinced himself that this must be a new hallucination, one trying to warn him of some natural hazard. He paused. His hand rested on the deadbolt. Cautiously, 
he brought his eye to the peephole and looked out into the hallway. The Minotaur waited at the end of the corridor, its attention focused in his direction. Charles knew that it was waiting, silently and patiently. Charles swung back to face the room. His mind and gaze tore about his surroundings. He almost missed the simple door at the far end of the room. A door that didn't match. A door that one would find in an office building. Where? To your left. Keep turning. Stop! There. I don't... Oh, I I see it. You... You can't be serious. Uh, To get to that, I would have to cross past, well, uh, the giant mold heart thing. And yet, there was no other path open to him. Not unless... Not unless he burned it. Charles remembered this. He remembered how it was dealt with last time. Again, this is a hallucination. I'm not burning down what is most likely an empty office space. Wow, I I really thought I was more original. <laughs> a voice in my head telling me to burn things. No, the only way out is through. Making sure to walk around the edges, Charles covered as much distance as he could before stepping onto the blanket of mold that covered the floor. With each step, the tangible darkness pulled at him, claiming inch by inch. Soon, Charles found himself waist deep. It felt as if his movements were like wading through a pool of honey. The mold began to climb up his neck, and all action of progress came to a halt. His eyes now looked up at the heart. Each beat seemed to be an insult, or a taunt. Would this be the end for our hero? Consumed before his real journey could even begin? Another dead end. Great. Wait. Is that an X? Carved right into the plaster. Juliet? Juliet? Juliet! She's dead, you know. It was your fault. You killed her. I don't have time for this. It was your plan. You got her killed. You got them all killed, or worse. Yeah, yeah. So what are you? Let me guess some creature that states the obvious. How scary. Why don't you come out? How long until you get them killed? Very spooky. Am I supposed to be shaken? 
Did you think taking my form and voice would stop me from shooting you? You picked the wrong person to copy. You made it ten times easier. Huh. That was easy. Couldn't copy my gun. Amateur. Toby is dead because of you. You know that, don't you? Oh, for the love of... Look, I've had a long day, pal. And there is a bottle of double-cask single malt scotch in my desk that I'll probably never get to see again. So if you could kindly go for... Olin left you behind. He knew you were a lost cause. A broken cop and a waste of sentience. You... You don't know what you're talking about. What happened to Hannah? That wasn't my fault! Consistent way to die. First glass, then water. Make up your mind. You left her behind. You knew it was dangerous. And for what? A drink at the bar. Pathetic. You ruin all you touch. Shards of a mirror. Bit on the nose. How long until you get Talbot killed? You could have told him sooner, you know. But you didn't. Now look at what's happened. He wasn't ready. He isn't ready. It's only a matter of time before you're standing in a pool of Donahue's blood. What do you think? Should you just cut out the middleman and shoot him yourself? You look forward to seeing Eli's eyes cloud over like you did Juliet's. How mangled and broken will his body be, do you think? Fuck. You. It's your fault to get everyone killed, Julia. You're a waste, man. A pale imitation of a man. Toby. Unlovable. Owen left you. It's your fault. Wait, Eli, where are you going? The exit should be over... here? No, wait, that's not right. It's just a wall. The elevator. It's gone! They all are! Some stairs might still be around, but they're going to be moving and hard to find. Moving? Eli, what is going on? Okay, Atreus said not to say anything. So, you know how sometimes the city doesn't make sense? Or like, uh, the people can be off sometimes? Not, not all the time, but some of the time? And some of them? Or like, how some places can all be mixed up? You're horrible at exposition. Just, things are weird, okay? People can do things. Things that, you know, people like Mr. Talbot or maybe you wouldn't think they can? You don't say. Look. I know you're gonna look at me like I'm some kind of kid, but things are gonna get real weird real fast. Just roll with it. For now. H. Gray can explain the rest later. Whatever you say, Eli. Let's find these moving stairs, shall we? Really? You're not gonna dismiss me or ask a bunch of questions? Of course not. I trust you, Eli. Also, I think everyone forgets, but I grew up in this city as well. I'm aware that things can be quite strange. Oh, 
you say that, but... Should we just go this way, then? So, where did you grow up? In the city, I mean. Oh, just some small hamlet. You wouldn't know it. Cool, cool. Weather has been nice-ish lately, hasn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to rain on Friday, though. Is it? Well, what can you do? Oh, but Sunday it's supposed to be pretty warm. Hmm. I'm sorry, this is torture. Are we really talking about the- Oh, thank God. Mr. Donahue, who is that? What are you doing? Run! Quite right. Good idea! I'm sorry, and this is going to sound mad, but are you Juliet Sanders? Depends on who you are. Mr. Donahue, she... She said the thing. I know. Uh... I'm so sorry. You must think us silly. I'm Dr. Lucian Donahue, and this is Eli. Hi, Miss Sanders. This is so cool. Oh, H. Gray's gonna be so happy. No idea who that is. You... You what? But... Uh... H. Gray sent us to find you, right, Eli? We... we're private investigators. Yeah, sure. You know who I am? We do. <sighs> well, sorry to break it to you, but there isn't a way out of here. You two and I are stuck. But hell, I'm down to keep cracking at it if you guys are. I love this part. Let me guess. Oh, damn, how did it go? Oh, right. The holes are impossible to map, but not impossible to navigate. Right? What? No. I wish. The halls always change without rhyme or reason. And, to top it off, some angry ghost lady chases you. Doors popping up is new, and if you're lucky enough to find one, it always opens up to some new nightmare. I used to try and mark my paths, but frankly, I've given up. You can't even starve here. I haven't eaten in, who knows... How long? Or slept, for that matter? It's just running. So much running. <clears throat> but I'm not giving up. There has to be a way out. I'm sure of it. Guys? I see what H. Gray saw in you. You have quite the fire, Miss Sanders. There's that name again. I have no idea who that is. I'm a bit creeped out that a guy I never met saw something in me. But, if he hired you, I should be grateful. Guys! Yes, you should. We are the best detectives. Guys! Eli, do you mind? Sorry, Mr. Donahue, but, um, look. Huh. What an odd sight. Oh, sorry. We didn't see you there. Um, who are you? Miss Sanders, hold on. He isn't moving. Guys, something feels off. Hello? Um, 
I'm Juliet. Juliet? <sighs> yes, I'm Juliet. What's your name? Juliet. Um, okay. Miss Sanders, get back! His hands aren't moving. He isn't typing. Guys, I can't... I can't move! <gasps> is... is that a centipede? A giant centipede? No! Look at its eyes! It's a damn spider! Hey, hey, having trouble breathing! Oh, right, yes, of course. Hang on, Eli. Oh, okay, um... Hold on, Eli. I'll... My leg. Miss Sanders! Oh, damn. This episode is a Dark Papers Entertainment production. Showrunners for the episode were Christopher George and Dalton Lewis. It was written by Christopher George. Script editing was done by Dalton Lewis. Dr. Charles Talbot was voiced by Christopher George. Lucian Donahue was voiced by Dakota Hamlin. H. Gray was voiced by Michael Williams. Eli was voiced by Dalton Lewis. Key was voiced by Peter O'Keefe. Juliet Sanders was voiced by Abby Lazinski. Insect Creature was voiced by Kevin Lazinski. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please tell everyone in line at the grocery store today. If that's too much anxiety for you, leave a review or star. That really helps us reach a wider audience. While you're at it, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thepatientfiles. More good news, we finally got around to getting some social media stuff happen. So follow us on our new baby Twitter at patientfilespod, or check out our Facebook group, The Patient Files. Until next time, stay safe and stay sane.